everybody. Welcome back to Pack Your Mics, the Top Chef program from the creators of Read It and Weep. I am your host. I'm Alex. I'm in Los Angeles with Megan. Hey, buddy. Hello. Also joining us today in Northern California, it's Ezra and Sarah and Wally. Hello, Wally. Um, do they like the quiet part? Is that entertaining? We'll, see. And I'll, I'll, we'll check in a little bit because um, if it, it holds their attention, uh, we'll be happy. But I'm, I am a little skeptical. Yeah. Like, there's oh, not okay. a lot. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe they're just big, big fans of Hello Dolly. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> also joining us in Brooklyn, New York, it's just Chris. Hey, hey, just me. But I brought my party pants, so we're gonna do this. Chris, your peanut butter candy. <laughs> oh my god, your party pants. Chris was just telling us off the air that he had a peanut butter sandwich for lunch and celebrated finishing it by eating some peanut butter cups. Yeah, that is a peanut butter fool. That's, That's the, you know, it's, always have been, always will. It makes sense. Like the reward for more for work, good work is like more work. So the reward for that's good true. Peanut butter yeah. is more peanut butter. Um, also, rounding out our panel today, also in Los Angeles, it's new Sarah and Kyle. Hey, dudes! Ahoy! Um, yeah, ahoy indeed. So before we start talking about the episode today, I would like to hear your boat memories. Does anybody oh, have yar. a boat memory to share with us of so any kind? So many. My family is a boat family, but not cruise ship like little sailboat. Are they made of boats? <laughs> No, they're not, they're, sadly. Please my describe mom and dad your family people, are The boats. mailman is a boat. Does that matter? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, no, but we're like a, a boating family. So my, my parents own a boat currently. But when I was younger, we used to charter them. And there was one summer where we chartered a, a big catamaran with a bunch of our extended family. And we sailed around the San Juan Islands. And I got oh, to spend yeah. a lot of time with my very cool younger cousins. And it was really fun and special. And we saw that's orcas. Wonderful. And it was beautiful. Yes. Oh, that's I also incredible. have some cousin memories. You have cousin uh, boats? Uh, in the San boat Juan cousins? Islands. Oh, going, wow. Traveling around in a boat. It was a good time. Wait, wait. Are yeah. you guys related? This feels like an important question right now. I don't think so. Okay. I don't, were, I don't remember Sarah being there, but I you know, <laughs> uh, thought I should ask. Um, also, I like that there's both San Juan Islands, which is where the boat in this show was tootling around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, for, for a little party. bit until it went yeah. up through, you know. Well, during the story. opening party, they were like in the San Juans, which is so gorgeous. And we did some, but we've done some ferry rides around the San Juans, a bunch of ferry rides. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a stupid question, Sarah? Does yes. charter just mean rent in boat land? Yes, it does. You have to have a special type of license. It's like your boat driver's license, and you have to be licensed to charter boats of certain sizes. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. um, for so like my... anybody can charter a real little boat, but mm-hmm. you got to know what you're doing. Yeah, but you still need a certain amount of safety training even to charter a little guy. Well, when you charter a plane, do. you don't get to fly the plane. Yeah. yeah. No, but when you charter a boat, you... Uh, well, I mean, I guess you could hire a captain separately. I guess it's a captain's license, maybe? Hmm. Yeah. This is where so this my is lack a- of knowledge is coming through. <laughs> this is where my extensive knowledge of the hit movie Captain Ron, starring Kurt Russell and Martin <laughs> Short, really does come in. You know, the family chartered a boat, but they needed a captain, mm. and they hired Captain Ron. Captain oh Ron, gosh. yeah. Okay, well, I'm sure they are separate then. You know what? This is why I'm the one person in my family who doesn't have their license for the boat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have your charter party. No. You can't no, do no. it. I um, do have Chris- a memory of Captain Ron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw Captain Ron in the theater because it was paired with the sneak preview of the Mighty Ducks. 
And, oh. and during Captain Ron, a kid got his arm stuck in the soda holder in his chair, so there's a delay before Mighty Ducks. <laughs> and they had to squirt like popcorn butter in the the oh, holder to smart. get his arm oh, out. That's brilliant. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, careful with the grease you have, not the grease you deserve. <laughs> yeah. I think I would argue that kid also deserved that grease. That's the perfect grease. <laughs> Oh I've never God. heard this story before. <laughs> so good. They had to delay Mighty Ducks. <laughs> yeah, they turned all the lights on in the movie theater. It was a completely different perspective for like eight-year-old me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, did they announce, excuse me, sorry, some kid is stuck in a chair? Again. No, the kid was right behind me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, here's the thing. Does that matter? Why would that delay Mighty Ducks? Can't you just watch the movie and then at <laughs> the end of it? It was loud. Sticking... Getting the kid's arm out. He was crying. Like oh, he was okay. upset. Yeah, yeah it was like a movie going experience. It wasn't something that you could really do in silence. And like they turned the lights on so they could figure out how to like squeeze his arm. I don't know. Well, they... yeah. First, somebody yelled, "Is there a doctor in the house?" And then there was silence, and someone was like, "A popcorn maker." <laughs> and that was good enough. Uh, well, that's great. That's better than any of my boat stories. Um, <laughs> I'm so glad we brought up Captain Ron. Also, now I kind of want to see Captain Ron, which yeah, I've never definitely. heard of. Oh, it's fantastic. All right. Um, any other boat mo- memories before we move on? Mm, Sarah doesn't like them. Yeah, I'm not I'm not into boats. I, I always feel a little bit seasick or mm. like I have to chase unruly children around. Yeah, or like claustrophobic. On a pl- it's like it's like the worst of both like yeah. the inside and the outside. <laughs> I, have, I also have a boat I disagree. Story. <laughs> That's such a good description of boats. I have a little boat story, real fast. In addition to the Captain Ron story, when uh, we went to Hawaii, we went on a scuba diving trip. Oh yeah, uh, sure. And As so, you it was like, you go from the six that we were on, like uh, we were on Kauai, Kauai, and yeah. it was like oh. going to snorkel around the Forbidden Island, Molokai, right? Uh, and so like we go and go snorkeling and that was really fun. But on the way back, like I had food poisoning our entire trip to Hawaii. So I was good for the first half. But then once we got on the boat and we're coming back, like I had very, very bad, like indigestion on this like power boat that was hauling ass across the ocean. <laughs> like it was like jumping, like not jumping waves. It was waves, really choppy. But it was like yeah. bouncing on waves while I'm just like holding myself on this like tour boat with about 45, 50 other people just, like, trying not to crap my pants. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened? Well, yeah, I, I know. You cover him in, in grease. I, I used the boat bathroom, and it was very dicey. Okay. <laughs> While you're bouncing. You know, they call that um, head. Yeah, yeah they, they do. do. They do. That's a, it's, like a, a, it's like you're chartering a boat bathroom is when you go to the head. I'm trying need to a continue. license. They should I'm using all of you. my terms. Yeah. Um, I did. We went on a cruise when I was a teenager. The one time I've ever been on a cruise, and the um, my parents. It was for my parents' anniversary, and they went all out and they got us a bunch of the excursions and stuff. But we were in the Mediterranean, and the best like adventure we went on was they took us off the big boat and put us on a schooner, a little like not a small schooner, but like a big piratey looking sailboat. And we went to a hot spring and they were like, just now just jump off this boat into the sea and swim over to the hot spring portion. And the hot spring smelled terrible like they do. But jumping off a pirate ship in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea was like the best thing I've ever done. And so we just like went back to the boat and just jumped off the boat a bunch more times. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know why people don't want to walk the plank. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, the walking doesn't sound as fun, but yeah, you put a diving board on a pirate ship. That yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah, and the boat epic. doesn't sail away or fling. <laughs> I guess the speed of the boat really does change things. Yeah. Mm, yeah. There's no such thing as bad walking the planes, just bad boat speed. Exactly. All right. So let's jump into this episode. So as as is obvious from this, it's uh, season 10, episode 13 of Top Chef Seattle. Uh, they're on a boat uh, for some reason. They're just on yeah. a celebrity cruise ship, which is uh, paying for the whole season is my guess because they got a lot of celebrity boat time. So now, Alex, they're furnishing the whole season. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a boat word also? <laughs> no, it's a Padma word for sure. <laughs> they certainly are furnishing a lot. So the chefs are on a boat, which seems fun for everybody except for boat-phobic Brooke. Uh, delicious piece of kangaroo tail Curtis Stone joins them and challenges them to cater the welcome aboard party with 200 tiny portions, which isn't a lot of food, but I'm guessing the people on that boat will find another time and place to eat more food. Uh, I think they'll be okay. The chefs have to feature iceberg lettuce, and unlike the 1,500 people who died on the ocean to make that joke fi- possible, everybody does fine. There it are two that Josh didn't get the joke. <laughs> Him it's explaining it. a landlocked it. state. They don't know yeah. what boats are. <laughs> I don't think he didn't get the joke. I think it's just Stefan said, Josh over here doesn't get jokes. But then when Josh, when, when Stefan explained it, it didn't actually explain it either. It was just, you get it? Boats? Icebergs? Do you get it? Like, he was also pretending to get it and wasn't quite sure what was happening. Anyway, um, the two there are two lettuce wraps with bacon, uh, a lettuce roll with bacon, a lettuce salad with bacon, and then a braised lettuce dish with uh, pastrami, which I believe, you can correct me on this, I believe is Jewish bacon. Is that right? <laughs> I mean... Uh, not no. completely. <laughs> okay, <pardon me. laughs> Importantly different. I mean, my Jewish bacon, it's just bacon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Importantly, apparently the only thing you can serve uh, with lettuce is bacon or bacon-adjacent products. Sheldon has the best lettuce-bacon combo with his Vietnamese lettuce wrap and wins the infamous handicap in advantage. (laughs) So that is the quick-fire challenge. Uh, What do you guys think about iceberg as a key ingredient? I don't hate it. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't have any flavor, right? Like good or bad. So it's just a texture. So I actually no, it, kind of it like can it have a flavor. Yeah. I think it can have a flavor. It's it's not the loudest flavor in the room, and and sometimes it can, with contrast, be played up a bit. You know, I've had some good iceberg lettuce stuff. I feel like it was a, a tricky one because, like, Curtis is like, like I love iceberg. You can do anything. You can caramelize it. You can eat it raw. Anything. And that's what he said was. What he actually said, I wrote this down just so he said, there's a million things you can do with iceberg lettuce. And then he listed two and gave up. So he yep. was almost a million short of his million ideas. <laughs> uh, one of the ones he listed was the one everyone knows about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can either cook it or you can eat it raw. Anyway, there's so many great <laughs> ideas. Like the fact that him starting that quote and then he still couldn't think of ideas to do with it, I think proves <laughs> that it's not <laughs> a great idea. Yeah, I will say in, in in Iceberg's defense, when you get places that put a different lettuce on a sandwich and that lettuce has no crunch, you feel you see why we were doing Iceberg to begin oh, with. Yeah. I like Romaine, the right? I feel like isn't we like we just do we do Romaine, right? Like it got crunch a little bit better than Iceberg, we, that, right? Isn't that the well, whole point? Yeah, Romaine's pretty Romaine, solid. Romaine's good, but like if you put Romaine on a burger, you're gonna have a disappointing burger. You need like that big single yeah. huge piece, like yeah, piece. butter lettuce. Yeah. Butter lettuce can be good on a burger, but iceberg is is what you're looking for. It's solid, even like or like um, you're getting like a po' boy with the shredded iceberg. It's giving you a lot of 
mm-hmm. really interesting textures in there that like yeah. spinach just doesn't have as much gusto. Yeah, or a red leaf lettuce. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like the other lettuces better. I'm just saying the, the texture is the main thing. Actually, I think the most interesting use was um, was it Sheldon? Yeah, who pickled the iceberg hearts? Just like went yeah. even harder on the crunch. As soon as as soon as as soon as anyone does like a this is a second preparation that also makes sense. Uh, like for this it's one item, I'm like this is probably up. you're probably gonna win. Yeah. Um, it's using yeah, all parts sure. of the lettuce. <laughs> exactly. He even said he didn't want to waste it, which is kind of nice, especially when you're on a boat. Like, you're not, you, there's no trash cans, right? Yeah, but there's also just like like three Costco's inside of each other at the bottom. So like, true. Really... Man, what a big food storage area they that have. That stressed um, me out. I was like, this is a horror movie that's going to happen. <laughs> I think about getting lost down there, and then you're just like in the onions, and you can't find your way out. <laughs> <laughs> I would hate that to just be lost among the onions. I wish, uh, I wish, I feel like this is a big missed opportunity for Speed 2 Cruise Control, where they could have just done a lot more stuff amongst this, like, you know, this food among Costco. The onions. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Town. Was it on a cruise ship? Is that what that is? Yeah. I mean, it was called Cruise Control. It'd be a big, a big miss on the title if it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> have seen it. And that makes perfect sense. But, like, a cruise ship goes like, uh, not like how fast could you, like, if this nah. falls below. No, it doesn't sing- go one knot. Once it's on the open sea. It hauls ass, as we, as we established. Yeah, lots of knots. The thing is, they waste huh. a lot of fuel, but they can go. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Um, I, since we did our boat memories, I thought it was interesting that we got to see other people's boat memories, including Lizzie talking about her recently passed away father, and Stefan talking about getting laid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Wait, Stefan. Was this also the episode, though, where we talked about Stefan getting abandoned? Because that was a yes, little okay, rough. Yes, that is way better. That's so true. We learned that his childhood, in his childhood, Stefan was told he was going on vacation at 18 and dropped off at the army. I What a fascinating man. I felt so many things for him over the course of this episode. Uh, he was doubling down on his like horn dog persona for sure. But the stuff about like being surprised given to the army was like very dark and intense in a way, but he was like, I don't care. I loved it. And there's all this like shots of him, like goofing around on base. I was yeah, like, dropping oh, tanks okay. and cooking. Yeah. 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 Great. If I, they had a little bit more of like the, like, huh. I wonder if me being abandoned by the major female figure in my life had anything to do with me, like trying to seek, uh, you know, comfort uh, with. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, wonder that, I wonder if that's related to me standing too close to Brooke. Time to burn some pork. <laughs> oh man! I mean, that was definitely the opportunity to learn about his abandonment issues, and he was not interested. Yeah, but I mean, that's not what I come to Top Chef for. In terms of the, like, classic Top Chef episode formula of really getting to know the person who is uh, oopsies by, um, it worked really well. (laughs) He's so gross. Uh, He was so gross so many times. I did like Brooke telling him, you're standing too close. You're standing too close. Oh, Uh, my God. But she also said it was the the perfect way of, like, someone who is processing, processing it. Mm-hmm. Processing, processing yeah. it. Well, I, uh, I but also trying to like, be civil. But that's that's being a woman. Yeah. I just a shorthand. <laughs> like we we all know how to we all know how to deliver that tone. <laughs> you have to, um, man. He, I, I'm 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 grateful that he's gone. That's my main takeaway from this episode because he had plenty of chances to seem like a normal person, and he he blew it on all of them. Although Josh was the one who made sure to say that men don't get their fingernails done. Cool. In Oklahoma. 
it, where I come from, men don't have nice fingernails. Gross. Our cuticles yeah. are in bad shape. That's well, our town like, motto. You <laughs> work with knives and hot things with your hands yeah. all day. Like, you can't pamper your hands and, like, be good to your tools, essentially. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean Sheldon's care for his knives in the morning and then his fingernails when he gets a chance, like, I don't, makes me seem like, yeah, makes him like he kind of like cares about his process. We just messed up. It's really like a labeling issue, I think. If it was just like, this is like, this is your, 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 uh, your meat mitts, like, oil change, uh, <laughs> then I think people would be all about it. A meat mitts oil change. You solved the gender problem with manicures right there. Get your meat mitts oil change. Manicures for men. We put the man in a cure. Yeah. Maybe we could just rebrand it instead of manicure. We could call it like I man care or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, that would be a good suggestion, Chris, if it hadn't come after Meat Mitts Oil Change. The okay, right. Meat Mitts Oil Change was definitely better, and I think we should only Look, call manicures. I the best part of it was listening to you sound it out as it was happening, and then being like, I don't know if I meant to say oil change even, but it works. <laughs> I meant to say oil change. I didn't mean to say Meat Mitts. <laughs> there, no, you're behind the curtain on this one. He did a great job uh, uh, with it. I, it was so fun to watch him just have a good time. I like Sheldon a lot, except for the way he performed in the elimination. Yeah, yeah. not an impressive day. Um, I mean, we know from the show that if you win an advantage, it almost always means you're in the bottom because it means you're going to make a d- bad decision and they're going to hold it against you, basically. Well, yeah, it's the thing of like the they want to see ingenuity, and you rarely. It's very hard to come up with a creative idea when you have the option to pick easy things. Yeah, and there's like yeah, exactly. Like there's not you don't have the aggression that like mm-hmm. Brooke looking at frogs' legs and muscles did, and she uh, was so he, aggressive with those frogs. Like, well, no, I mean like he's like I gotta because uh, it's not just that you you get first choice; it's that no one else can have the thing. So there's this. I think he felt he fell into the temptation of like. I'm going to make sure they don't get the good things. So, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, actually, let me look. This feels like we've had enough of this um, little um, party on deck with Curtis. Actually, really quick. Hey, Curtis Stone's fun, right? It's always nice to see Curtis. Yeah, he's also very kind, it seems. He is kind. And since the whole show was about the judges not saying bad things about the ship like they wanted to, um, it Whoa. was especially important to have a kind <laughs> Curtis yeah. down there. It was beautiful outside, but I was like, that's cold as hell. Like they were. Oh, they were so cold. They were so cold for so sure. Cold. And there were so the many they were... people out there. Uh, like it was, it was fun seeing the fact that they just were on a cruise ship and they didn't cast like recruit people who are like Top Chef fans to go on this cruise. They were people yeah. fans of cruises who happened to walk into a Top Chef episode. That's true. That's very true. Um, we've all been on that right on that passage through the San Juans, and it is beautiful and cold. So if cold. You, <laughs> if you stand on the front of that uh, of, of the uh, ferry, you, it's it's worth it, but it's an, it's intense. My face is blasted off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what happens if you want your face blasted off. That's how you do it. Um, uh, I was so stressed out that they didn't like. Did they tell? It seems like they didn't tell them. Like, by the way. You should pack like a really warm coat. That's true. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> yeah. That we can tell you right now. <laughs> but I mean, you can't just like drop it on someone that they're going to Alaska and not That's let true. them like, you know, go shopping first. If I was going to guess, though, I'm pretty sure there is like there's a lot of like cruise branded like, you know, like puffy jackets they probably could have gotten in the gift shop. And it's overpriced. 
But if they had mm-hmm. like, you know, like maybe saved their whole food dollars, like I recommended, they probably would be okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, it also you might be able like to charge it to the show. Sheldon was packing his bag, and there were like uh, Top Chef branded turtlenecks. Like maybe yeah. they were giving them the sort of stuff. Yeah, that you they get swag. Wear they can wear swag. It's embarrassing to wear your swag all the time, but and still. I just think like, the Top Chef gave them clothes. Like, I, I, it would make sense that Sheldon would show up, and as a guy from Hawaii, maybe not have like already have a bunch of Patagonias. It's true on hand. But you gotta, I, I sort of assume that he loves Alaska just as like from one state in a little box to another state in a little box. <laughs> they're practically like some camaraderie. The inset, you mean? Yeah, they're, they're right always next, to, next each to each other on maps. Yeah, and they're roughly the same size. <laughs> Speaking of, I want to apologize to the people of Hawaii. I had the wrong island earlier. It was Nihau. Oh. Please don't be mad, listeners. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Well, didn't you say it was forbidden? Of course you don't know anything about okay, it. Okay, that's right. It wiped itself from my mind and I mixed it up <laughs> with a totally different island. <laughs> that's the island that should not be named. Um, also, before we get into the elimination challenge all the way, we should also say that um, the chefs got to go have dinner at Cuisine. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, I remember hating this 10 years like ago or so whatever. Much. I love it. I like it. I love it's it. It's normal food, but served in a drawer. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, why why eat it off a plate when you can eat it off a, off a tiny chest of drawers? I don't like I restaurants like making me feel stupid. And <laughs> the lamps are upside I, down. I also don't like that. I did not like the decor. I did not like the neon orange. The I, iPad menu where things are called crunchy munchies and not actually saying what you're ordering. Yes, that actually that the the because everything is like wacky design. But as soon as I saw their iPad interface, I was like, oh, this is just bad. They just don't know what they're doing. I have a theory that the food was just not good because if you watch them, eat, they were just kind of mum. Yeah, they never mention it, but they do talk about the weird plates. Another clue, their sponsor, right? Another clue was that they were eating that food on a boat. (laughs) Yeah. It was yep. cruise ship food, so that does give you some indication. Sarah nailed this restaurant when we were watching it. What did I you say? Did. Uh, you said that like this restaurant is crap, but they make it so weird just so people oh. go home mm-hmm. and say they had like an interesting experience on the boat. Yeah, yeah, I think that's smart. And if you're like, if you you don't serve good food anyway because you're a hotel catering staff that's on a boat, and so you're like, well, what if we had? What if our plate was seven? A seven-tier drinking glasses without stems on a chandelier. Like then you're like, well, I guess it's okay that this was just not very good food. Yeah, it's a burger, but it's flying into you on a drone. I don't want that. (laughs) (laughs) I want that so bad. I love it. I mean, watching people not be allowed to say bad things about a sponsor is very funny to me. Always. And so that combined with them having to like, and because we know all of them are like, what would be good here is a large white plate. Uh, the watching them have to pull the drawers out of that little chest of drawers, it cracks yeah. me up, guys. That was a good Stefan moment when he was like, "This is a lot for a guy with OCD." Like that was <laughs> genuinely very funny when he was like trying to make it like line up for himself. Yeah, that's true. And um, if you were thinking about liking him, remember when he said Padma needed something hot in her mouth. No, don't worry. It didn't last. <laughs> Just making sure. All right. So then we get into the elimination challenge. To summarize, there's nothing like being land mammals on the open sea to remind the chefs of surf and turf. So that's what they have to make for several members of the cruise ship staff that Tom does not respect. But 
It's time to update the old S&T using the wacky plating of celebrity cruise ship restaurant cuisine. Or as Josh decides, why make noodles out of noodle parts when you can make them out of ruined scallops? Um, That nightmare fails, fortunately, uh, but he pivots to scrambled scallops for surf and bacon for turf, obviously, um, which somehow isn't vomit inducing. That's probably the biggest miracle of the Top Chef season. I truly have never felt more ill than I have watching Josh try to make those noodles. Oh my god! This is actually, I think this is like the, really goes against the two wrongs make a, like two wrongs absolutely do make a right in this situation, right? In that totally, point. yeah. I, the, I, that pivot, like, it's funny having seen the season twice at least before. When he makes that pivot, I was like, oh, well, this is not going to go well for him. Like, <laughs> even knowing the outcome, I'm like, there's no possible way this could taste good. It's basically it's like gunk. It's like you're, you're it's like a uh, attempted own goal that somehow b- passes off the crossbar and like clears the entire field and goes <laughs> it's like so hard and it jumps over. <laughs> oh, I guess it was Very a great fun. cross. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the thing that got me is like he scrambles the scouts. So like, all right, maybe that could taste good. But when you look at like what he presented, it was like the scrambled scallops and then bowls of bacon bits. Like it was just the the scallop eggs and then bacon and the fact that they were like he perfectly handled that pork belly. It's like no, <laughs> he cooked that. So it was like the most overdone bacon. Like that's the stuff that you get out of a salad bar. Yeah, which is perfect for cruise ships. Dude yeah. only makes one thing. Stefan is gross, but Stefan was right. You know? Yeah. No, he, I mean he's wrong. He's he's right, but also gross. That is a, a true thing of him a bunch of times. Um. Mine, I guess. Um, so, in a boat context, I think one food must must taste different. That must just be a fact. Um, and and also, I think you really have to put it in the context of like you're just trying to make conversation with the people you don't know who are sitting at this communal table. And like, so right. really, anything worth talking about like uh, is 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 a win. And I think that's why like the weird plating works. Um, totally. That's why that's why yeah, like, like putting new, scallops in a blender is okay. Yeah, eggs, eggs, eggs of the sea. um you you weren't uh yeah you you didn't think that the conversation was going stellarly between tom and hugh and the head of culinary for celebrity cruise lines i think we just have to pause and appreciate eggs of the sea (laughs) (laughs) there must be eggs of the sea as well where do you think those chicken come from well okay no but the no no but the the eggs of the sea come from the chicken oh shoot yeah see it's confusing oh my gosh i'm so confused you got it backwards um, that's a very good point. Thank you, Megan, for highlighting that. Um, Brooke chooses frog legs, which are fun because they are both surf and turf in one, but she makes surfy them earthier. Turfies. What? Surfy turfies. Surfy turfies, yeah. The frog legs, classic French surfy turfies. And then she adds a little earthiness with beets and mussels for more surfing. And it's so good, the judges award her 15 more days in her own personal hell. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they, they award her, uh, I guess, immersion therapy. <laughs> exactly that's right yeah if she had been afraid of spiders she would have won a lot of spiders <laughs> today you could just it was it's so evil your supply of turlato spiders <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile sheldon is dragged beneath the waves by his advantage of choosing his ingredients first so he is so uninspired by his filet mignon and lobster that he forgets he picked them and decides to make his 14th soggy tempura of the contest but he narrowly avoids a, a drowning when Stefan serves pork belly a la concrete and eel ravioli in grease sauce and is tossed over. The, there is a crunchy pork thing that uh, that's like that Sarah and I've had like uh, kind of traditionally for like the Danish Christmas thing. Um, and like 
it, it like does kind of straddle a line uh, of like, this is enjoyable. This is slash, this is like, um, like a toothpick, but like, I, I it, it's kind of fun. I don't know. I think well, it's more just like it's like a thin. It's like the how thin do you slice it? I think is kind of the issue. When he said the way that I, the, it's traditional in my household to serve this overdone. That's normally a thing that somebody is bullshitting, and especially he's such a bullshitter. I was sure that was not true, and then Curtis Stone was like, "Yeah, he's right. I just don't like it." So that yeah, was really interesting. Actually, it was a big surprise. Curtis Stone kind of did like it too. <laughs> yeah, this is I like. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, everybody else didn't like it. Yeah. But that yeah. crack when Tom first bit into it, oh. it was so loud. Whoa. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if that was real or if there was foley of just like somebody breaking a roll of a whole thing of celery at one time. Because that was intense. Yeah. I don't actually think that. That's just, yeah. Anyway, it was that was... hitting outside. Can you break a whole roll of celery at one time? Isn't that how they do broken bones in movie Foley? That's like the classic. I'm sure it is. I'm just thinking, of, I guess this is a question for myself. I'll think about it. I think it. <laughs> it's a question for a strong man, like yeah. Mighty Mike, and then he could do it, but you couldn't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could. I'm going to get some I'm celery this week. Test her out. <laughs> going to get some no ants, all logs. Yeah. Oh, I hate celery. Anyway, this is not a this is not a podcast about what I like. I like you don't like you don't like celery. You don't like crunchy water that stays in your teeth for days. She hates it. I love it. Listen, yeah. I'm all about that crunchy water. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take some also. You got to put some in like when you need a crunch, like in a potato salad or something. But just like crunching, just eating a, a raw. It's, it's just like all I know is I'm flossing in reverse. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, I love it. Like, get, hand me one of those, like a churro. I'd prefer a like a, nature's churro is what we yeah, call it. I'd prefer like a celery stock with a paper towel wrapped around it to just walk around Disneyland. I'm that freak. <laughs> you, stocks, you can kind of like get someone to feed to you like you're a horse and you're just like kind of like oh, that's fun. And that's that's not bad times. It's good. Yeah, time. that's true. I like that. I do like people feeding me like I'm a horse. Also, if you could just give me whatever my normal meal is, but in a bag strapped to my face. <laughs> done and done. Oh, beautiful. Oh, to live like that. I'm going to look up man-sized feedbacks and this will not backfire on no. me. <laughs> that was actually As I'm just going to spoil this. Uh it is a sex thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's not as it's not as childlike it's as Not a food thing? Oh my gosh, guys, I did for the rebranding. Can we rebrand face masks for man-sized feedbacks and just put little snacks in there? And people will be happy to like keep it on their face. And everyone wins. Uh, no, Megan, this is upsetting you. Ton is not here to say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm how you here feel to like tell you. <laughs> Tanya's the one who shoots down your bad ideas. And she is the all the difficult sharks. <laughs> she typically would have backed away by now. Yeah. <laughs> Does she come back now that she's already gone? <laughs> like a boomerang. Yeah. I mean, what sort of snacks? I, I feel like b- if besides dried oats, there's not a lot of stuff that would hang in a mask easily for snacking. Okay, uh, so fish crackers. Uh, the little old fish crackers. The oh. little peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. M&M's. M&M minis. Uh, <laughs> you want something that doesn't isn't going to melt and isn't going to get dye all, all well, over Well, what if face, you got, though? you know, those like big gas masks from World War One that have like a big thing on the side of each each side like yeah, if each of those squirrel cheeks <laughs> yeah squirrel cheeks like if each of those had snacks in it and you just like rotated it and it gave you like when you put coins in the gumball machine you like oh. rotate the thing and it gives you a thing of m&ms it gives you another squirt of m&ms yeah it's kind of like like that, that like that beer hat type thing maybe uh yes yeah, yes but like with snacks yes 
exactly. I don't see how this could backfire. Let's do it. Man, on the other podcast the other day, we were talking about cricket and how they must, they probably uh, use those beer hats, but fill them with t- hot tea. Ooh. That's fun. Fun thought. Fun thoughts. Yeah. yeah just like fun. instead of two big jugs of beer, there's just two little teacups with straws going off. Oh, okay, that is actually even more fun than I thought. Thank you. Fun thing to think about. Um, why does Sheldon think tempura is a good idea? Well, he because he can do it very well, and he wants to show people that, but he just doesn't have the right equipment. Three times now, he's swung and missed with tempura. It is so sad. He's he's failed tempura as much many times as Josh has failed pork belly. I I really do think though there is this pressure you put on yourself if you feel like you have something that you are really great at to execute it in unfamiliar surroundings in the general yeah. stress of Top Chef. Like I do get why people fail more at the things they claim are their signature. I think you're probably less careful in some ways if you're really used to making something a bunch too. True, uh, true. But and it, he, yeah, like, I mean, it, it, tempura doesn't seem like a great idea to me anyway in terms of how they were serving it. But I'm glad he tried again for I his own to sake. Work. Yeah. Does anyone like 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 really 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 like tempura here on the show? I do, I do actually. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but it can go wrong really really easily. So I appreciate Sheldon's ambition. I am sad for him that it keeps not working out. <laughs> um, I I think I've had good tempura. I feel like most tempura I've had was soggy. Also, so I'm not sure what is what is okay. Stupid question. What's actually going on in tempura? It's not just fried. It's like fried somehow that makes it harder. The batter is this, is this, is, this. is it just that the batter doesn't cook right normally? Like, why is well, the batter well, not as a, good? I I think part of it, and I this is something I would I would love our listeners to write in, uh, particularly those who have a more technical knowledge of what's going on. But the thing with the Bridget. batter is it also seals in the moisture. Yeah, I mean Bridget, uh, anybody, yeah, but especially Bridget, I guess. Um, yeah, but it, it seals in the moisture Explain and it me. sort of steams, you know, uh, inside the batter. And the problem uh, is that when you leave it all the moisture is still there. And so when it sits too long, it, it gets soggy. But if you yeah. fry it and then immediately serve it, you get the crunch of the batter and the soft thing under it. And it's just like a nice contrast. But interesting. Yeah, that, that's the my thing wild is interesting part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I feel like his choice, like at the beginning, taking filet mignon and lobster, like I totally see the thought process. But also what he when he explained it later... He said basically like he wanted something he could execute in the time. And that's this is the moment where it just reminds me that Sheldon is like 22 because he just keeps making decisions that are like concerned about success in a normal restaurant way and less about creativity. And that keeps getting him in trouble. He's like, I just need to execute this. I'm just worried about turning my work in in time. And then he comes up with something not that good. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah, um, it's just really hard to manufacture. Like, I think that's a skill of like really great creatives is just the ability to manufacture restrictions and adversity. Kind of like it's it's manufacturing the things that you're able that are able to push you to more original decisions because and getting, like the like, right amount of it. Because like Brooke gave herself an incredibly difficult challenge just for the sake of standing out, and then nailed it. So knowing how much would actually push, whereas like Josh, like decided to go way past what is actually physically possible and enjoyable with gelatin. And that did not end up working out. So like knowing how much difficulty to give yourself is really helpful. Kind of did work out though, right? He did work out in the long run, but the short, his first plan. Also, I forgot about how much gelatin is in those scrambled eggs. Gross. Oh man. Anyway, 
Um, all right. So uh, Stefan is eliminated and Brooke gets to go back on a cruise. So, so Stefan is sent to Last Chance Kitchen, which went like this. Fresh off his boat to Alaska. Tom is fresh out of ideas. So the chefs compete in a food competition standby. Awful. Um, yeah. Which is actually... It should, they should just say awful. It's a way better word. Um, Kristen's brilliant chicken livers narrowly beat out Stefan's creepy touching and super cut of saying, suck my dick. Um, <laughs> oh, and he also made a German dish called Burschel, uh, which uh, looks gross. Um, but that was the challenge. Oh, the I only sad part delicious. of the episode. <laughs> was that good to you? Uh, yeah. Like, it looked like... I ignoring the types of meat inside it looked like a nice little watching them cut the tongue i guess is what i meant was really gross yeah it i probably would wouldn't like it left it whole, alex just watch the tongue just looked so tongue-like I'm, I'm not you're not nothing you're saying is wrong but <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead kyle no it just looked really good like pouring like that cream sauce over the steam like Kristen mentioned like it looked very appetizing to me even though i am not a big awful fan well, I, I, that was also an interesting strategy because he, he mentioned specifically that it was a cold morning. So they're eating breakfast in the woods of Alaska. And he did so serving something that's like made out of horrifying cream stuff maybe does sound better for breakfast than a salad. But it, it was interesting because like everything they tried to do to kind of keep the drama of it was like, Chris, I made this incredible dish. But Stefan knew that it was cold out and he made something warm. <laughs> I don't know. Both could work. It could go either way. Hers is great, but his is steamy. I um, genuinely yeah. thought his looked better than hers. <laughs> like, I believe that it looked better. It does not. I'm sure it is not as tasty. Yeah, I, I, I was. I wasn't. I was surprised that something as simple as Kristen's dish was the winner because they, yeah. they just looked like two impressive dishes. Um. Yeah, I I did get the impression that hers was just smarter, but especially because Stefan is just like not that creative, even though he said in this episode, I'm really creative. Um, we've seen a lot of evidence to the contrary, so I'm guessing it just tasted kind of like catering version of uh, Piuful. What was it called? Piuful? Buschel? Buschel? Buschel. Buschel. That's what it is. Um, um, yeah. I think this is probably our last chance to talk about it. I guess we like can we maybe like get into, I guess, is it, is the, the weird, is the weird interaction like, like not okay, medium okay, or okay, okay? I'm sorry, which with part? Kristen? Yeah, with Kristen. Oh, with Kristen. Yeah. Uh, I think it's okay because she is like, it's definitely coming from a place of like equal or power with Kristen. Like she's not. I don't get the impression she actually likes him. So I think that's part of the power is that she's yeah. like, yeah, I'm willing to do this, but I don't actually think he's like that cool. Yeah. It's her. Like, it's it's like, like she needs to do that if she doesn't like him. I guess. Well, because otherwise her feet go unrubbed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If it's, it's worth it for her, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just one of those things that kind of started and uh, I don't know. You know, and you're like, I guess this is our, our vibe now. <laughs> yeah. Because it, the the stuff started in the the um, last chance kitchen episode because Stefan made so, called her wifey I think yeah and like kind of and, and, and Tom was like oh and like like Tom hadn't heard about any of that stuff I guess because that's all back at um, well the best part was that Tom said wait why is that and he's like oh because we're married and Tom said nice 
That was. He I, said it awkwardly. He didn't yeah, say it like no, that. He didn't say it like that, but it was he's, weird. He's, he was like kind of confused. Just, just <laughs> two bald men being gross together. Yeah, I mean, ugh, I don't know, guys. It definitely makes me uncomfortable, but. Yeah, I mean, well, we have this data also from watching the show that he just touches everyone too much. And so Kristen seems like the most okay with it, but he does it to people who don't like it. And so we know that he sucks about it, but she seems fine for the most part, but especially on this one where she's like, it'll be fun to beat him. Like she clearly doesn't respect him that much. Yeah. It- yeah I, mean, I don't know. This is a hard, this is a hard one to parse. It just makes me uncomfortable. And I hope everyone felt okay with what happened ultimately. Agreed. That's a good way to say it. I have not heard other interviews with her about it, so I don't know. She did seem more... Is, yeah, I guess that was the only thing I had to go off of. I feel not great about this, but it seems like Kristen, from what I'm seeing, feels better. And it wasn't like a, you, you are too close, um, like, kind of vibe in the same way. But I, I just, I, I kind of mistrust. I don't know, like, I'm like, I'm, I'm triple thinking all of it. Yeah, I just feel like give people their space, treat people respectfully, particularly your peers. I mean, treat everyone respectfully, but like, yeah, it just you're in a professional. I like treating your peers as if like touch strangers, don't touch people you work with. (laughs) No, I mean treat everyone with respect, but like you're in a professional setting, you are all peers, you're all there with the same intent in mind. Like, it's it's kind of common courtesy to not be a creep, right? (laughs) Yeah, and I I mean it makes me like even more when um we were watching Melissa's thing and people asked if there was a lot of like, if there was like any flirting or drama behind the scenes. And she's like, gross. We're all adults. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I really like that. Like we're, we're on a cooking show. We have families. This is not what we're not here to make uh, friends with benefits. Yeah. I think that I, what I think it is, is like Stefan is definitely gross for starting this, but I feel like it's okay to watch it because Kristen is like making the choice yeah. to, kind of give him shit back yeah and yeah and she had that that cut right away when there was the foot thing where she was like yep yeah, i'm here flirting's fun and, and harmless i'm yeah i'm i'm here for it so yeah there was an instant part i guess where, where it's like with the with the apron thing when she was like she's like she's like put it on put, put yeah. it on yeah 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 i'm still um sad that we couldn't eliminate him three more times that's really the only thing i feel after this i'm just so done with him and he's so gross and that cut back where they he was like yelling at people also he did have one of the funniest lines of the day though when tom said who's the who do you think is the current reigning champion and he's like well it's probably kristen but if it's not kristen it's bart Bart. (laughs) (laughs) what a real dark horse choice he has a a pro european bent and he thought that's true that's true we just haven't heard from bart in so long i just forgot that bart was on the show yeah that was very funny um no taller than that yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I don't know if you guys caught this. There was an other photo of Andy Cohen in the background. Yeah. It was behind the Morton's salt, kosher salt. They did like a close up on a like big a box, box of, salt, of salt. And as the salt gets pulled away, you see, and we, we were able to take a picture of it, and it is clearly Andy Cohen this time, or for sure. So you were right about that. Oh, I feel so um, smart. You are so smart. <laughs> and so it, but smart. it makes it makes me wonder, is that is there a framed photo of Andy Cohen in every episode of last chance kitchen this season? And we missed it most of the time. Oh, Is there a, where's Waldo kind of thing to do with last chance kitchen? I don't know. I'll keep my listener eyes army. Please find this out for us. <laughs> I mean, it's more like a little listener battalion, but like, yeah, do your best. Yeah. Battalions are smaller. 
Yeah, right? A battalion's like one section of an army. An army's everybody. Oh, true. Listener street team. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's more like listener book club, but like you guys, go yeah. over watch the Last oh, Chance Kitchen. I was going to call them the dance squad. Oh, <laughs> dance yep. squad. I like that. The Sharks and Jets Rumble. Andy Cohen Dance Squad. Go find it. Um, all right. Well, so that brings us to the end. We have two quick mailbag items. Uh, light. Li- picking it up, it feels a little bit light this week. But you know what? We're going to give it the full time. I haven't let this run in a while. feels really good <laughs> it does feel good that's the mailbag song We're, if you want to get in our mailbag you can send us mail mailbag at packyourmics.com as well as facebook and twitter um and instagram really if you want um so two quick things first from brandy and this email is mostly for ezra and it's titled bing <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it this email is mostly for ezra since he's the only person i've ever heard of who uses this product i'm still but it's also I'm it's also relevant right to our now. Seattle episode. What? I'm binging right now. Of course you are. Anyway, Brandy wrote in to make sure that we know or that you knew that Bing is currently being rebranded as Microsoft Bing. Yeah. <laughs> Good rebrand. So now you can jump in your Toyota Prius and Microsoft Bing an address in the Seattle suburbs to get there. So just wanted to make sure you knew that, Ezra, that from now on, you can't Bing it. You have to Microsoft Bing it. Uh, I'm just going to short it. So it's going to be Bing, I guess, or Mr. Sure. Bing. I guess. Bing. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, Ms. Bing is pretty Bing. solid. Bing. Okay. You, can, you could soft Bing it. Soft Bing. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. If you did Ms. Bing, would you have to put like, just a 8-bit bow in its hair? I think, yeah. Or it's like it's like the, or like the other like, you know, kind of BS, like eyelashes. Uh, yeah. They, all those all those like hacky. Like you're doing uh, a car. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks <laughs> Brandy, for let, making sure we know about yet another incredibly clunky tech world uh, rebranding um hey, the, the sun never sets on the, the, on, the bing, on the bing universe all right the bing, the bing universe. um all right and the other email is from me <laughs> it's not really an email it's just a thing that i put on social and i wanted to talk to you guys about i had a okay. great idea for a top chef seattle challenge that we should have done that should have happened does it it's, take place in seattle no well, it no. could. Megan would prefer it take huh. place in Tacoma. But anyway, um, it's called 10 Things I Hate About Food. <gasps> and, Ooh, I love it already. and the chefs each draw knives and they get one of the judges' food dislikes. So like Tom hates okra. So somebody would draw a knife and it would be like okra for Tom. So you have to each make a thing that somebody hates about food. Preferably there would be 10 challenges left. And then they have to cook a dish based on that ingredient and serve it on the roof of a school. Love it. Hi. I'm so excited and sad that this isn't real. <laughs> I'm really proud of it. I share this di- disappointment, and I think it's great. I it would. I want one tweak where I want the chefs also to kind of like put in their own uh, things they don't like as well, and like that all goes in the mix basically. It, it, like there's a knife with everything sure. that each of everyone hates. I have another tweak. They all have to wear the prom dress that's two pieces. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I have, all of it. I have another week as well. This okay. team challenge, and uh, the second chef in the team can't start cooking until the first chef finishes <gasps> their dish. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, would it be would it be too much to say that Tom has to per- 
pretend to like his favorite dish, but then not actually like it, mm. and then find it, decide he likes it later. Mm. I don't think that's like, too much because I also yeah. want him to ride into the judging by like vaulting into the arena <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> I really I actually do like the idea of doing stuff that the judges like explicitly hate repeatedly. Um, I know they've, there's been enough okra around Tom, which is what I know about. I can't remember a thing that Padma hates, but I'm sure. Mm, she hates sure two bites that are supposed to be one bite. Well, that's true. <laughs> she hates that second bite. She had, um, like she'd never held food before. She's like, bite <laughs> in the middle? <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to Microsoft thing. What does Padma hate and see what I get? Oh, that's a good idea. Injustice, uh, certainly. Yes. Mm. Um, do we know anything about the like, Gale hates? She hates people disrespecting macarons. We've actually had a lot of them this season, <laughs> right? But, but like, uh, like I guess it's like I love macarons, so it's really it's. I mean, she hates the French tour people, I guess, right? So, right, like so. I yeah, that's true. That is true. It's like so stodgy, uh, stodgy um, matzo balls. Uh, I think was another one. Well, right, but you're not going to, like, make me like a bad version of a thing I like. So it's got to be something you don't like when it's done well. Mm. Ooh, the untold, untold truth of Judge Gail Simmons. Uh, oh, okay. Oh. All right. Now Bing, Microsoft Bing, I'm sorry, well, is doing good work for us. Family. <laughs> <laughs> There's a second no, family in Ohio. This yeah. might have to be a postscript if we're all going to sit here and read yeah, an article. Not, is, she went to McGill, guys. That's all you need to know. <laughs> How dare she keep that from us? The public oh, deserves Montreal, to know. It gets so cold. <laughs> oh, but Bill Chatner, Leonard Cohen, and Canadian Prime Minister uh, um, Justin Trudeau uh, all went there as well. N- none of these are secrets. Uh, Microsoft Bing is a bad product. All right, that is our mailbag. If you have anything for us, send us email, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram posts. Um, or, you know, if there's another social network we're not on, you know, send us a message on Letterboxd. We'll figure it out. Um and LinkedIn. We'll take it all. Uh, we'd love to hear more thoughts as we come back next week. What was our preview for next week? I've already forgotten. Uh, uh, the salmon, the salmon bake. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the salmon <laughs> cooking in the woods. Somebody uses the wrong fish. Well, isn't yeah, it also uh, the challenge where they have to cook with like the solar uh, ovens for the dog? Maybe. Oh yeah, there is. There's some dog mushing. They ride some dogs, some dog sleds. Um. Yeah, yeah, so much fun stuff in Alaska, you guys. I'm glad there's only one day on the cruise ship. That'd be a little much. Um, yeah, so we're off to Alaska to do some cooking in the cold. I'm looking forward to it. We're eating some salmon. Hey, which is perfect timing, actually, because the salmon are running right now. Mm-hmm. It's salmon time in real Alaska. And the bears are eating. The bears are so fat. Did we talk to you guys about Fat Bear Week? Uh, it's amazing and a yearly delight. Yeah, it just ended. 7471 this year. Not a dark horse. Everyone kind of expected it, but... Big boy. 1,400 pounds big. That's a big boy. I found one that, that Gail doesn't like. Okay. Okay. She doesn't like monster over-the-top uh, food like rainbow unicorn sundae with cotton candy on top. That sounds like a tough <laughs> knife to draw when someone else is just making okra. But yeah, cotton candy on the top over the... Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Oh, she also... I could you do with a little less avocado in my life, she says. We are not the same, Gail. <laughs> well, I, okay, okay. I just, it just, that that just begs the question. No, it doesn't beg. It raises the question. It raises the question, how much avocado is in her life? Because there might be an amount that I would like to turn down if it was like every night somebody mushes 200 avocados into my face while I'm sleeping. I'd be like, I'd like less avocado in my life. 
Yeah. We also have I'm, avocado bias in the, in the place where there's always avocado and it's always good. Yeah. And I need more of it in my life. But maybe Gail, again, is just getting face mashed. Well, in, in the East Coast, that avocado has to sit on a truck for a few more days. The avocado yeah. is not always good. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. But at least you get hurricanes. Oof. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, all of that we have to look forward to next week. Any f- any closing thoughts? Any final thoughts on Alaska or on the cruise on on the celebrity cruise ship world? Before we get to Alaska, are there always celebrities on the celebrity cruises? It's a great question. Is that why they had Top Chef? You're like, okay, these are our celebrities. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, Curtis Stone and and yeah. and Gay and Padma and and Hugh Ashton, some celebrities on there. Do they do I, the? Weird I feel like this was an unanswered question. <laughs> um, I assume there's always um. Circus acts on circus. That's not circus. What's it called? Carnival. There's always there's always uh, carnival games on the carnival cruise line. I assume you circus can always like. Cruises sounds even worse than a normal. It sounds cruise. worse. I I did grow up in a place with a circus themed hotel, so that's what I was thinking of. But oh, yeah. no, it's carnival, and but you still play carnival games, right? You throw a, a small ring onto a bottle. That's how you get on the boat. <laughs> oh my god! They're never letting me on. You have to make a basket in this smooshed basketball hoop. Easy to do, easy to do. Anyone, step right up. Or <laughs> if you have a hard-to-guess weight, you're allowed. <laughs> I did read a thing. I love circus and, and carnivals and stuff. I did read a thing that the key to the guess my weight booth is that it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. Like, they yeah. just, who cares? They just, they'll just put anybody on that booth because if you're wrong, person wins a small teddy bear and you're fine. It's worth it. Who cares? We have plenty of bears. Anyway, Whew. that's how it works. It's not magic. You just guess wrong and no one cares wow anyway that's what yet another rigged carnival fact all right anyway we're gonna go thank you so much for everybody for listening uh i look forward to talking more about this next week sensor feedback chris um interestingly enough um because tanya took herself out today yes you're gonna get i'm gonna i think you're gonna we're not gonna send anyone home this week Tanya what? eliminated herself yeah she, oh she fell gosh. on her sword I'm so excited to leave this cruise ship I have a feeling she's going to play her way back through Last Chance Podcast and eliminate you next week. But today, uh, you get to yeah. stick around. She christened herself for All her right. leadership skills. Anyway, that's pretty wow. nice. All right. Well, thanks thanks for being here, Chris. It's always great to talk to you. Yeah. Thanks, as and Sarah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And probably still a little bit left of Wally if you want to go catch the ending. Yeah. We might. See if that plant ever gets where it's going. And uh, thanks for hanging out, Megan. Thank you. Oh, wait. And also, Sarah and new Sarah and Kyle. But this, oh, it's, I'm doing it in backwards you know, order. It's okay. We're just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah, in, and enjoy your uh, pre-Halloween candy, I guess. I don't know. Oh, very excited. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to everybody next week. Bye. Bye.